Welcome to the Bullets Forever podcast, the one you go to because uh, you finished listening to all the other ones. I'm Jake Whitaker, and I am joined today by um, the man, Michael Sykes. What is up? Yo, thanks for uh, thanks for letting me hop on today. Yeah, Appreciate no problem, that. man. Uh, anytime you have a chance to uh, discuss one minor transaction at the deadline, you have oh to do God. it. So uh, let, let's talk real quick about the one move the Wizards did make today. Um, Sheldon Mack going to Atlanta. Your thoughts? Um, it was a big nothing burger to me. Like, I, I thought it, it made sense because, um, you know, you need to, to empty this roster spot, right, to, to participate in the, um, in the buyout market. And um, it, it seemed like a logical thing, I guess, for them to do. Um, considering that, uh, you know, they sent, they opened a spot without getting anything back and, um, you know, cleared, I think what, uh, 1.5 million off of their, um, off of their luxury tax book. So, so like it, it makes sense as a move for them. Um, but you know, it, I don't think it changes anything with the roster. Yeah. I'm gonna miss yeah. Other. I guess yes. I'm going to miss out. Yeah. Yeah, the only thing I think is that, you know, it was kind of like if they had kept him, it would have had early bird rights on him. And, you know, if, if they thought, you know, he was going to be ready and maybe he could get back to, you know, showing what he showed a little bit during um, summer league and preseason, that, that could have been, um, you know, something good. But at the same time, you know, you know, an Achilles injury is not easy to come from and you can't really bank on that. So, um, you know, hopefully Mac gets back to where he can be a contributor somewhere. But, in, um, I mean, I guess technically it can't be in Washington, uh, for a year now cause they traded him, uh, yeah. you know, unless he, yeah. he got tra- traded again, like this summer or something, but I don't think that can happen. So, um, but you know, he'll have opportunities elsewhere, so we'll see how it goes. But, um, yeah, so that is your uh, review of the 2018 <laughs> deadline. Unless you got anything else to add, yeah, I, I think, um, I think this is good for Sheldon because it, it gives him an opportunity once he gets back to, um, to maybe carve out a little niche in, uh, in Atlanta and maybe find some playing time because, like, here. Maybe he would have gotten some, even if he hadn't got hurt, because Jody Meeks has been so bad. Um, but mm-hmm. I, I still think it was kind of a long shot for him to ever find a, a solid spot in the uh, in the rotation in Washington. So um, you know, th- I mean, this might be good for for his career. Um, just speaking for him, but I mean, for the Wizards, this is like ugh, like, <laughs> like this is this is nothing. It, it's it's just money, but um, you know, just to to. Like this isn't being cheap. This is this is a business. Like, yeah. like if you have a chance to pay someone, like you know, effectively what they did is paid off max contract so they wouldn't have to pay the luxury tax on it, right? And like that, that's just like that's just smart business. <laughs> like it would be silly to not do that if you had the opportunity. Yeah. Um. So I mean, why would you? Why yeah, would you pay a guy to to not play? Right, right. Like that doesn't yeah. that doesn't make sense. Like, so it, it's fine. Yeah. It, it makes sense. It's it's a smart thing to do. But yeah, it's yeah, it is what it is. Um, so I guess the big thing that came out after the deadline was that the Wizards were offering, uh, according to Zach Lowe, uh, two second round picks 
to uh, get Tyreek Evans, and apparently that was not enough for Memphis. Um, do you think they should have offered the first, or or w- was I, Washington good? I'm not sure, honestly. I I think you know you you have to think about the first, obviously, because Tyreek he he he's a good player. He's been a good player this season, and he solves a need that you have on your bench where you don't necessarily have a guy who can um, create for himself and others. Um, especially now that, uh, that John Wall's out until um, probably the end of March or at least at the very least mid March, like you need a guy um, who can do that. And we saw that yesterday against uh, the 76ers, like their offense was terrible, but I think I'm, I, I feel like they offered enough um, for Tyreek, I, I think that's kind of where his market was from from all of the reports that are coming out. Like there, there didn't seem to be many teams who were interested in um, in giving up a, a first round pick to get potentially a, um, a two or three month rental, depending on how how deep you go into the playoffs. And I honestly think that makes sense. So like I I don't think um, you know. It, Tariq is good. He's been really good this season, but he's also shooting like I, I think twenty nine percent from three this month. The last time I checked, and he's been shooting forty three percent all year. So I think he's due for um, a regression there. Um, so he he probably wasn't going to be as good as he was all season long in um, Memphis if you traded for him. And and I also think that um you know Memphis might they they might be getting a little greedy here with uh, with Tariq because. He's probably not going to stay through this summer, and um, you know, two seconds, a first, like what, a, a low first at that. What, what is, what's the difference, right? Like, so I, I, I think, um, I think that's pro- that was probably enough considering the market. Yeah, I mean, it's something you know, Washington second in particular this season, you know, probably isn't going to be much. You're talking late forties, high fifties, which is, you know, you know, we'll get you a Tim Frazier in this market as we, as we are well aware. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I understand, you know, why that's a concern and, you know, waiting, you know, three years for the other part of that pick because 2019's pick is already gone. Uh, 2020, uh, you know, they could potentially not get that, you know, if there was, um, you know, if the wizards really peak um, and they, um you know, have to give that heavily protected second to Milwaukee from the Jared Dudley trade. Um, then, you know, I can understand why uh, that's really not doing a whole lot for Memphis. And, you know, there's been other reports that other teams were offering other kinds of expirings and seconds in a package. So, yeah, I, I, I it's like, it, it sounds nice. Oh, two seconds, but it, it's really not a whole lot that they're offering. And I can understand like at least with that specific Washington trade, why Memphis is just kind of like it—it it doesn't really do anything for us. But um, yeah, I just even still, uh, you know, I I can't see how you keep Tyreek and Mike Scott this summer if you do that. Yeah, and I and it's like, you know, where does Tyreek fit in your like final four minutes of the game? Does he have a position out there, or is he on the bench? That's fair. That's totally fair. I I think he would play now, probably. But yeah. Once Wall gets back, I I think it's a wrap for that. Yeah. So it's just kind of, you know, but but this is the corner Washington has painted themselves in, where you know basically all their 
assets, both current and future, are part of what the team is doing well right now. So, you know, you just don't really have anything you can move without giving up something that might just mess with what you already have. Yeah, yeah. I, I think, um, yeah, and, and we talk about it in Thread all the time. Like, this is what happens when you when you trade your, your first round picks in consecutive years, right? Like, you kind of, one, you give up a lot of roster flexibility, and two, you limit yourself in terms of um, the the development of your team and like what you you don't really have a lot of talent right <laughs> like that's that's mm-hmm. kind of the bottom line with the Wizards it's like they don't really have a lot of talent behind um their starting lineup like they've fallen on um Kelly Oubre and and Thomas Sadoransky but outside of that they, they're coverage up there and and so they don't really have anything um outside of major rotation players that that would be remotely attractive to to another uh another team and this is also what happens when you sign Jody Meeks to a two-year deal instead of Tyreek uh, to a one-year deal. Um, you know, that's, you know, yeah. no one was offering two seconds for Jody Meeks at the deadline. Um, I don't have any sources on that, <laughs> but I'm pretty sure that's what happened. Um, so, yeah. Jody, Jody I, it's Meeks just a trade value when he demanded a trade. That's why. That's why. It's not yeah. that, uh, right. you know, it's not that. Yeah. The Wizards fault. <laughs> oh. Yeah, that's, we'll go with we'll go with that. We'll go with that. Um, I, I mean, to be fair, I could see you know maybe in a different system, Meeks is doing better. I mean, you know, I, as good as Scott Brooks has been at developing young players, um, maintaining the production of old players hasn't necessarily been his strong suit here or Oklahoma City. So. You know, there might be something to that. But, uh, yeah, needless to say, the Meeks thing has not worked. And, um, you know, that's kind of where you are now. Um, that makes me sad because I'm still, I'm still on this island, by the way. Like, yeah. I'm still here on Jody Meeks Island with my my sad little uh, dinghy and my paddle. Yeah. You know? yeah. I mean, he has been playing a little bit better lately. I wonder oh, yeah. if that's a byproduct <laughs> of playing with uh, Tim Frazier. Maybe, yeah. Like, he just yeah. kind of maybe is a better fit with Frazier. And, and for, like, to be serious for one moment, like, like I, I think just having a guy that's a little more um, active with the ball than Sadoransky, for lack of a better term, I think that kind of plays to his strength a little more. Yeah. But, um, you know, it still doesn't change that he's just not been the shooter that he needs to be to compensate for everything else. And yeah. it's kind of hard to get, provide value when the thing you're – best known for doing you're not doing well so yeah i i i'm i'm kind of jealous of the Cavs because like they just cleaned up their whole summer right like they they had a terrible summer this year and spent the this entire trade deadline just cleaning up that mess and, and like the wizards have still not been able to recover from the summer of 2016 right like they still got these these um hefty contracts there and they just kinda doubled down on that um in last summer and um and they weren't able to clean that up at all today. So like I'm I'm just kinda like it's just kind of crazy that well it's not crazy that they they haven't been able to clean any of that up, but like you see the Cavs doing it and it's just like, man, like it doesn't take that much. Apparently, like Well, I mean the one thing the Cavs had that the Wizards did not was expiring contracts. Yeah. And um, 
you know, it, they, they played it well um, on that end, at least. I mean, there's still kind of like, I don't know what the Cavs are now. Like, there's just like, like in that hour span when every Cavs trade happened, like I'm still like trying to figure out where every, everybody landed. Like, like Isaiah Thomas is a Laker, which is a weird thing. Um, and, and Dwayne Wade is back on the heat as if like the last four years never happened. And, um, like that, that was just kind of like, you know, like that gif, um, you know, from community when he walks into the room and everything's on fire and he's just holding the pizza box. That was like, that was like the rest of the NBA. It's like, Whoa, something happened. (laughs) But, um, yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, if nothing else, it gets LeBron excited, I guess. So that's probably not good news for the rest of the East, but. At the same time, I think that's, you know, all the more reason to, you know, not be too upset over um, what happened because, you know, if LeBron is engaged, I don't think there's a move Washington really could have made here at the deadline that, you know, gets them over LeBron. Like even DeAndre Jordan, I don't think that's enough. Yeah, I don't, I think, I think DJ would have gotten them closer. Um but like I wouldn't pick them to to win the East or anything like that. Like they've still got a while to go um, before they can get that far. I I don't know. And 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 plus that was that was always going to be a long shot. And then you'd have to give up um, Kelly Oubre probably for that because like I don't I don't see the the Clippers stopping at a um, a first round pick, even though DeAndre might just opt out of his deal this summer and and um, and be gone like that. He's still one of the um, one of the better centers in the league, and and was the most coveted piece in in this trade market. So like, there was no way that it was just going to be a um, you know a, a first and uh, Jason Smith and Gortat and whatever. Like, you had to throw in a prospect there, right? And, and even like, if you throw Sadoransky, you know, flaws and all, then it's like, well, you fixed your center problem, but you're back to having Tim Frazier as your backup point guard and right. all the bench issues that creates. And it's kind of, you know, it's just whatever prospect you give up kind of cannibalizes your present and your future. Right. So, um, yeah. So this is what the treadmill looks like folks. Right yeah. That, that's always the thing about the trade deadline, right? It's like you, you have to, you have to give something up to get something back. Right. And so you're, you're, um, you're tearing apart your current roster in, in the hope, that it improves in in both the short and long term and like sometimes that doesn't work out like i think we're seeing it work out with like the clippers not the clippers but the uh the pistons the clippers east (laughs) with um with blake griffin and uh andre drummond so far like that trade killed their depth but they've been really good with blake right and and maybe like we could have seen that that same thing happen with um with dj in in washington but but like it's a, it's also a chance that that you don't really want to take, especially after last year when when your bench was literally awful. Like it might have been the worst bench ever. Right. You yeah, don't want to go so, back there. So. No, we no, we don't need to relive that. Um. So, uh, with that in mind, were were there any moves that you saw, um, up to the trade deadline where you were like, you know, Washington could have gotten in on that and you know beaten that offer to make something happen. Uh, not really. The the only thing that I, I mean, once we learned about the Tyreek thing, right? Like mm-hmm. that was something that I was like, oh man, they probably maybe could have done a little bit more to get that done. But like, I wasn't upset about it. 
um I don't think they could have gotten in because like the main thing today was was like all the Cleveland stuff, right? Like I don't think they could have gotten in on that. Um, like they, Cleveland was looking for wings and and young pieces to get while giving literally the worst players back. So like you don't really want to get involved in that um, in a fire sale like that. I don't think. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, don't, I I didn't really see anything. Maybe um, I don't know. Maybe the uh, the James Ennis deal, I guess. But like even then, it's just like, oh, who's James Ennis? Like, is that really yeah. is that really a necessary thing? So like, I don't think there was anything today that I, uh, they yeah they got it off. Yeah, because I mean, you know, basically James Ennis was they just got it for a second round pick and a, like a very cheap expiring deal, mm-hmm. which I mean, you know, so like theoretically. Like Sheldon Mack and a second round pick that probably wouldn't have even done it because Detroit's second rounder is going to be better than Washington's. So, you you know, barring, you know, a free fall, which, you know, which is possible. Fingers crossed. (laughs) It could happen. It could happen. We can't rule that out. But, um, you know, like, and that's the thing. It's like when people, that's almost the curse of going on this 5 1. Um, you know, that five game winning streak right before the deadline is suddenly you go from being like sixth or seventh and maybe having a late teens looking second round pick, um, to, you know, a much lower looking second round pick. Right. So I think it's so 51 right now. Yeah. Yeah. It's 51 at the moment. Whereas, you know, maybe if it's, you know, 45, 46, maybe it looks different to people, but you know, it's hard to say. Um, like I, I thought the, uh, Willie Hernan Gomez trade was interesting. Again, I don't Mm -hmm. think, you know, Charlotte has some, like a good second rounder to offer this year. So I don't think they get in that deal without some other kind of sweetener, but that's the kind of deal I would have tried to target like a, like a distressed young big that's like not being utilized properly that maybe you can turn into something. Yeah. Like I kind of toyed around with the idea of like like something with like Yusuf Nurkic where you know somehow hmm. Washington helps Portland get out of the luxury tax as part of it but you know then you're like you have to like immediately commit to Nurkic after like the two months he gives you where he looks really good because he's excited to be in a new place and then he kind of tails off like we've seen in Denver and Portland um but you know just like that's that's the kind of thing I would have tried to find, but you know, I I don't think it was really out there. So, um, so now we move to um, the uh, consolation portion of the trade <laughs> deadline, which is the buyout market. Um, this is literally the it, worst. Like, I I absolutely despise the buyout market. Let me just say that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's the the thing. It's it just it's um it's very depressing because you like everyone tells themselves buyout market buyout market and then you know everyone goes to Cleveland or Golden State anyway so it's right. like why so there excited? was never really but, a buyout um, market there was just vets going to these great teams yeah. to not play and just try to get a ring and like even when you do get right. a guy he's not good like <laughs> he was bought out for a reason you know yeah well and it's like it's it's like the it's like a it's like a tax shelter almost for for like really good teams. It's like, not only are you making money, but now you're, you're going to make even more money by getting the best available players for the cheapest deals. Right. And, you know, just, just, just enough to shore up your depth. And then, you know, when they 
go to the finals, Darren Williams turns into a pumpkin. But that's okay. <laughs> you know, it's uh you know, that's um that's another story that's for another day. Um <laughs> yeah. But um so yeah, um I, I think it's probably safe to assume Joe Johnson's not coming to Washington. Oh, definitely not. He's going to like he probably won't go to Cleveland now, but he'll go to like the Warriors or something. Yeah. Like it'll it'll either be the Warriors. <laughs> it's all good. All good. Is that Woj? If if he's calling you with the trade, you can report it right here on the podcast. That's fine. But uh, yeah, um, I don't know. Joe, Joe's weird though. If someone like gave him four million dollars, like he would just take it though. Yeah. Like if Atlanta's See, like, I, hey, come back. <laughs> I mean, at this point, like, what else is Joe Johnson playing for? Right? Like, it's the ring of the money. And right. I don't think I don't think the Wizards can offer it. Like they well, they can offer him more than um than Golden State, I think, right? Because don't they still have the well, um they have the, a little bit, but I think at, at Joe Johnson's age, like his minimum is worth more than whatever's left on the mid level. Mm. So it's it's like it the the extra mid level money they have is only valuable for like a young guy that gets cut. And a young guy that gets cut is probably not really even worth the look right. for Washington because that means the team that drafted him gave up and that's not a good sign. So yeah. So so speaking of um players that young players that teams may or may not have given up on, Shabazz Muhammad just seems like a wizard in waiting. <laughs> like that just feels like the guy that I mean he would give you some wing depth and you know, because you know you just need another body there, I think, to help spell Ubre and Porter a bit. And so I don't know. That just feels like the guy that would probably end up here based on no inside info, just like just, just the right yeah. level of like the, the top tier guys are not going to go after him, but he might have a spot here to do something. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I think um, if, if the wizards do target anybody in the, in the bio market, that'll probably be the guy. And it makes sense, I guess, um, considering that they do need um, depth and actual okay players on the wing um i don't think he had very much because he hasn't been good in in um in minnesota pretty much for his entire career but you know i i wouldn't have a problem with uh with them at least taking a look there like i i think they should yeah it's um, like you've got you've got the the roster spot you might as well so yeah another yeah, exciting review I, of what's out there but um I don't know. I'm trying to think of uh, other guys who might be out there. Um, Yeah. I mean, like a shooting guard would be great, but I I think the only guy that could really be an upgrade is Bellinelli, but I don't think he'll be available. And even still, I mean, mean, Bellinelli's had some run-ins with uh, Washington players in the past. I'm not sure um, that would go over well. Well, well, Mike Scott – Dunk on Bradley Beal, so like, I feel like all can well, be forgiven. Dunking on someone, and um, <laughs> um, I mean, if if you'll recall, uh, Bellinelli's incident uh, was with John Wall and yeah. um, involved um, a hit in a region that is generally not approved upon hitting someone. I remember, I remember. Well, I mean, we're um, the woman team, so I mean, yeah, but that's. <laughs> That's, that's that's you know sticks and stones, Mike, and in words, they're different things. They're very different things. Um, but I mean that 
I don't know. The Gortat thing just kind of confirmed to me. I mean, like Wall is is never going to be afraid to kind of talk about that stuff, but at the same time, you know, he plays through it. There's still mm-hmm. a good combo, whether they are enamored with each other or not. And so, you know, yeah, the world they, keeps moving, I guess. They've kind of been doing that for years, honestly. Like, yeah. a lot of this stuff it, is is getting out now, but, like, they... I won't say that they, they can't stand each other, but, like, they've had a pretty, um, pretty rocky relationship for right. the last... Well, it's like... I mean, this is going to be a blasphemous comparison, but, like, you know, when that article came out a few months ago about, like, how... You know, oh, Brady and Belichick aren't seeing eye to eye on things. Yeah. And, you know, it's it's like sometimes you don't have to. You know, that's sometimes that's what makes you better. Maybe, you know, Gortat, you know, is able to kind of speak out and be like, hey, these are the things that you aren't doing right. And, oh, by the way, I'm pretty efficient shooting the ball sometimes. So maybe give you the ball when I'm open. And, you know, there, I think there's some back and forth that way that's not always a bad thing. Right. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, that said, I I do think Gortat is gone at some point before his contract ends. Just um, probably this because that's yeah. Or I mean, even you know, going into next season, he becomes uh, Marching Gortat's expiring contract, and that's you know maybe that helps facilitate something um, a little more meaningful for you know a team looking to get off a salary or something. But mm-hmm. you know. But and, and that's kind of the hope, I guess. Even though Markeith Morris, his deal's a little smaller and he's been playing better lately. Um, yeah, you might be able to do something with that as well. Yeah. Oh, they're just in a they're in a terrible place. Cause like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Those yeah. are two key rotation players that Right. I, and, I don't know. There's there's not a lot you, of ways to make the team better. No. Nah, and it's like if you, you can't just let them walk because they don't give you cap space. So you're just like, right. you have the mid-level to replace two of your, you know, five or six best players. That's not a good situation. Um, so, yeah. But um, so that I, I, I think next season when we do this podcast um, at the end of the trade deadline, uh, I think we'll have a little bit more to talk about. But, uh, you know, until then. Yeah, I, I think, you know, we'll see what happens on the buyout market, but... Uh, Derrick Rose, future future wizard. Oh, oh no. <laughs> oh, no. No, that is... Please, please save us from Derrick Rose, Tom Thibodeau. We beg you. <laughs> please save us. You open this You open this can of worms. Like. <laughs> I, that, that's, that's another story for another day, but... Um, yeah, we are. We are. Derrick Rose is not coming to Washington, or there will be, um, there will be lots of reactionary gifts that are not um, in approval of what happened. So uh, we'll leave it at that. But um, so yeah, any other closing thoughts on the deadline, um, the Wizards, the rest of the season, or anything else? Um, I feel like everyone needs to chill out with being mad that um, Gortat is still here. Yeah. I see a lot of angry people. And I don't um I don't really think they should be angry about that. Right. Um shout out to uh shout out to the buyout market. Um hopefully uh, this works out for the Wizards. Yeah. Um maybe maybe Joe Johnson um rose through. Uh, maybe not, probably not. 
Um, maybe Shabazz Muhammad does. Maybe I don't know. Um, I'm I'm basically summarizing the spot. Right. <laughs> so yeah. Um, so yeah, I think those are those are my my only thoughts. Uh, hopefully, uh, Wizards get this get this win against Boston tonight. Yeah, I mean, I'll say that with the Gortat thing, it definitely, I, I think it brought all the, the everyone's secret feelings about Martin Gortat, like, right up to the top. <laughs> like, like, I'm just going to get out how I feel, like, right now. Yeah. Like, like, it's like that Southwest commercial where, like, someone just starts spouting off because they think the other person can't hear, but, like, secretly you're right by a microphone <laughs> right. that's, like, blasting it out to everyone. Yeah. Um, yeah. So... Yeah, I mean it's I mean it's out there, but you know, all the stuff that we're saying about Wall and Gortat now, we said about Wall and Beal, you know, a year and a half ago, and they're yeah, fine. fine. They're, they're Wall fine. get, you know, you know, Beal shouts out Wall on Twitter. Wall gave Beal, a, you know, a watch worth more than any of us will ever make in a year. Um, so <laughs> so it's good. It's yeah, and Pretend you know, it's just it's just one of those things. Yeah. Yeah, if, John Wall, if you can hear this and you have a spare watch lying around, I will gladly take it. Yo, Let please, me know. Please give that. And uh, and also, uh, Mr. Wall, if you're you're listening, uh, you know, feel free to leave a review, subscribe, uh, whatever. I mean, you know, we five really stars. don't care. We're, we're not in this for the ratings, but yeah. Five stars. But if you want to give us five stars, that's cool. Five yeah. star views and so, drop off uh, all the Adidas. Yes. Yeah. Just just swing over some Adidas. <laughs> we'll take it. So with that, uh, we'll see how the final third of the season goes, and uh, uh, should be fun. Bye.